Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I have something. I might be a pimple. I don't know what's going on, but something just on the inside of my right nostril. Oh, right. A little bit sore. Uh-huh. That happens. I don't know that I'm going to be able to make it through the day. <laughs> might have to just go home. <laughs> Take a long weekend and think about it. <laughs> so I have to sit and watch you pick it now? Well, I might have to make a couple of trips to the bathroom take a look and see what's going on. <laughs> it's one of those ones, and I've had one recently too, where it's right on the edge at yeah. the bottom, and and it, it it looks like you're picking your nose constantly. I had... Uh, I had one, just a little white head on the outside, just in the little divot there on the side of your nose. And it was very tiny, but because it's so close to my eyeball, it looked huge. Like every time I looked down, it was all like, it was pulsing. It's all I could see. And then I was at a grocery store when I first noticed it, and I thought, oh my God, when did this pop out? And then when I got to the car and looked in the rear view mirror, it was absolutely nothing. It was right. a tiny little thing. <laughs> but, uh, but it looked massive from my eyeball. So. Well, you have the, the, the strength of a Norseman or some sort of Viking to yes. make it through today. Ah, uh, listen, I fought through my, uh, my sinking sock. Right. I'll fight through this. Yes. I've had a lot of hardships in my life. Talk about hardships. Uh, this weekend, uh, I'm going down to St. Jacob's. Have you ever been to St. Jacob's? Uh, I, I have not. I know Adrian has traveled there before. Isn't that a little uh, shopping town outside of London? You're going to go look at Mennonites. Right. And, yes, it's some sort of village. Men or Mennonites? Well, I'm hoping men. Right. In tights. Gotcha. I, um... Maria has wanted to go for years, and we have family in uh, Waterdown, so we're going to go uh, hang with them tonight and then get up in the morning and head to St. Jacob's, or as I'm feeling it might be called, St. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I know it ain't St. Cheap. I um, Oh, really? I don't think so. You're looking at a lot of little trinkets and antiques and all that kind of stuff. This is, I think Maria wants to get some early Christmas shopping done. We so sh- shall see. I did investigate into whether they have pubs, and they do. Okay. So much like a child that gets dropped off at the play area at a McDonald's. <laughs> Just drop me <laughs> off there, and I'll uh, see you when you're done. <laughs> you can sit on your phone and watch the transactions happen. Yeah, because I, uh, I will last all of about 15 minutes. Um, I remember going to a couple of outlet malls with this same family member around this time last year, trying to get some early Christmas shopping done. I think we went down to that uh, great Toronto outlet thing down on the 401 near Milton. Right. I, I can't believe they called that the Toronto outlets. Well, it's the right way. there at the beginning of the 407. It's I know. right there. So. It, it's at the very edge of Toronto. Like someone, yeah. someone who goes you know, into the city once takes the up downtown yeah. and is staying around the Royal York, says, I want to go to the Toronto outlets. We'll be in for a hell of an Uber. Pack a lunch. Yeah. Anyhow, we, uh, we must have roamed that outlet mall from... Uh, whenever it opened till probably close till it closed. Although Daniel was with us and him and I, I remember us darting across some, what might have been a six lane highway because there was a pub on the other side. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how people do it. Uh, the, the wandering and shopping to me is just one of the most hideous, horrible, horrible mm. things to do. I know you quite enjoy it. Well, I'm not I'm sure if I'm a wander shopper necessarily. If I'm going, I, I know what I'm going for usually. But you'll spend quite a bit of time in an outlet mall. Uh, I will hit the, uh, well, the problem is I'll hit the stops that I know I want to make. Mm. And to do that, they're never side by side. And there's 12 to 15 of them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
So that'll be my weekend. I'm so looking forward to this that I'd rather come and sit in a hockey rink and watch your kids play. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. We were on the ice seven or eight times. So <laughs> well, because there's lots have, of opportunity there. They all have pubs now, don't they? Uh, not all of them, but a lot do. Actually, let me take that back. I, I'd rather become a Mennonite <laughs> with no electricity. No modern stuff whatsoever. <laughs> then spend five minutes at a hockey rink watching kids play hockey. Have you ever broken a bone? But half and half of us, when it comes to breaking bones, half of us have, half of us haven't. If you have and you've broken your arm or a finger, those are the ones we're more likely to break. And then from the list, from the, from there, the list goes to the hand, a leg, a wrist, a rib, collarbone, broken nose. Penis. You ever broken anything? Just your heart. <laughs> Just the heart of women around the world. Oh, right. Oh, wait, yes, I forgot about that. Uh, no, I uh, I dislocated a kneecap once. Okay. Believe it or not, playing hockey. Really? Yes. Well, I played hockey from about the age of um, 13 or so to 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. It works out well when you start playing hockey at 13, <laughs> and everybody else has been playing since they were a fetus. Right. Uh, but the, you can say the knee injury knocked you out, though. Ended your yeah, career. Yeah. Ended the career. Oh, yeah, I had scouts. <laughs> you would been going somewhere. Oh, yeah, I had scouts. I've done the kneecap. That's not fun. No, it's not good. I remember uh, once, I, I got hurt so often playing hockey. I, I had, I remember I talked my parents into letting me buy those laying skates with the plastic boot. Yep. And I remember taking a puck in the side of the foot of that plastic boot. Ooh! There was some, uh, in the mechanics of that boot, it should have been thought through a little more. It, it is amazing when you see, like, the toughness that those professional hockey players yeah. have. Especially the NHL guys. When you, like, the shots that are firing in at 90, 95, 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's crazy. And, like, and laying boot, any boot, that skate isn't really designed to, to be blocking shots on. They, no. a lot of times they have guards, like plastic, uh, formed over top of the skate that they use. But they'll take a, a shot, like, they'll, they'll, you'll see them wincing. Sure. <laughs> they'll get back to the bench, they'll walk it off and get right back on. Yeah, I uh, I did not do well. I remember like a few times, you know, everybody's flying around the ice, and even one of my own teammates, I'd be getting in their way. Yeah, like, you know. And and a little uh, fact about my skating skills: I could only ever stop left sided. Okay. I couldn't stop right sided. Yeah. Uh, you're not alone on that one. A lot of skate. people who struggle stopping one way and the skating backwards. Okay. I mean, I haven't. I I went into a father son hockey game when David was about eight or nine. And I threw on the gear, and I think we, we filmed it. I wonder if it's still up on YouTube somewhere. But you see me all energetic the first couple of minutes, and then I look like I am, I need emergency. Like I, I'm, I, I'm on the bench thinking I'm going to throw up. And right. at some point, I, okay, you're on again, Craig. No, you go, you go. I was dying. It is funny when you see video of, of it, and I'm sure this happens a lot of beer league guys. You feel like you're going so much faster mm. when you're out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you see a video of it, you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm yeah. crawling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy who, in the father-son game, chirps the other dads. Oh, really? Well, because you're sitting there in the stands all season long, and you're listening to them right. tell the coaches how to coach a game. And then you see them get on the ice for the father-son game, and you realize... You have no idea what the hell you're doing. I mean, I think I knew that before, mm. that they didn't know what they were doing. But when you can see it in action, it is pretty fun. 
I can't even imagine your level of annoyance in a hockey <laughs> rink. I can't even begin. You are the pitcher perfect example of the parent I couldn't stand. No, 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 I no. I think so. No. See, the problem I have now, and I've really had to kind of force myself, is that through what we do here, the voice is a bit recognizable. So I can't be yelling and screaming at people all mm. the time. So I've got to I've got to be reserved when I'm in there. I don't know. Your level of reserved is probably it's still tough. between one and ten. It's still hovering around eight. Probably is most loud. Like in you... my mind, it's a it's an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I dislocated the kneecap. Uh, you've done that. Any any other breaks? Broke my femur. Where the it's hell is your femur? Uh, it's the biggest bone in your body, in your leg, oh, in yeah? your thigh. It's not the biggest bone in my body, <laughs> tell you that much. Jared Leto, the actor, and also 30 Seconds from uh, thirty seconds to Mars, that's his band. They've got an upcoming tour. Yeah, actually, we're uh, giving away tickets next week. They announced that show uh, yesterday. Okay. So 30 Seconds to Mars is going to be coming to town. and They're uh, going to play the Bud stage next summer. Well, Jared Leto decided to uh, promote this tour. He was going to climb the Empire State Building, and he did. He went from the 86th floor to the 104th. What, an elevator? No, no, he climbed like the outside of it. What? Like King Kong. I was going to say, it's not much of a statement to go up the elevator to the top of the Empire State Building. He took the stairs. Look, <laughs> if I went from the 86th floor to the 104th with the stairs, it would still be uh, a story to tell. <laughs> You'd be out of breath from the elevator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's from the observation deck, if you've ever been to the Empire State Building, to the base of the antenna. It makes him the uh, officially the first person to climb the building legally. Is he a climber by trade? I don't know. He's an actor, musician. He's got a lot going on. I find him sometimes to be annoying by trade. Right. Anyhow, he told the Today Show, I was more excited than nervous to tell you the truth. I have to be honest, it was very, very hard. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Just the endurance it took, the stamina it took. And it was very sharp. Imagine it would be pretty windy, too. You would think and so. He's got that long, flowing hair. Mm-hmm. Then the people on the Today Show asked him if he was going to climb anything else, and he said, just into my bed. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Um, looks like Homer Simpson is going to continue to strangle his son, Bart, the producers. We had a story last week that uh, in one of the new episodes, he says he's not going to do that anymore, Homer says, because times have changed. But the producers tweeted a picture of Homer strangling Bart and says, "Why do?" You, and they say, why do you like clickbait? Homer Simpson was unavailable for comment as he was busy strangling Bart. So it looks like the strangling will continue. Oh. Kevin Bacon has officially sworn off of chicken. No. <laughs> Bacon. Really? Yeah, and a few other foods. He's got uh, he's got goats and pigs. I guess they got a little farm going, him and his wife. And so he, uh, he loves the animals. He won't eat goat. He won't eat pig. He says, uh, my wife is like, if we uh, keep bringing in more animals, you're not going to have anything to eat. He says, I just love them. I love to be around them, the joy they bring. He says, and I'd rather go pick uh, herbs and tomatoes and basil and peppers and zucchini in his garden. Oh, that sounds so boring. That's just just shut up and we, dance. the age we live in. Because <laughs> we're probably, I'm probably closer to Kevin Bacon, Bacon, it's Kevin Bacon's age than you are, but uh, that's what ends up happening at some point. You got to put down the, uh, the fatty foods. Could you go to the turkey bacon? Would, like, would you even bother at that it. point? I've had it. It's fine. I mean, it's not nearly as tasty, of course, no. but it's fine. But, I mean, this is, you know, you're entering this world now, too. I mean, last night we had broccoli soup for dinner uh -huh. with cauliflower bites. I had a, a white bean chicken chili the other night. Look at you. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, looked awful. 
How did it taste? It tasted pretty good. <laughs> I, uh, it tasted like chili. I got that beat the night before. We had a... Can you believe this is what we brag about? <laughs> I'm not bragging. Just... The night before, we had a Mexican tuna salad for dinner. Okay. With uh, tuna, of course, and lettuce. And... How do you certify the tuna is from Mexico? <laughs> no, it's the sauce you put on it. <laughs> oh, because it came into the country illegally. <laughs> It was tough. It was really hard working. Yeah, yeah. Sold me some crack. Oh, oh my goodness. What am I, Donald Trump? (laughs) Speaking of Trump, you know, when he was talking about building the wall between Mexico and America, somebody said, and it's a great point, it's not Mexicans coming in. It's like everybody from, like, Venezuela and all these other countries. So why don't you build the border at the south of Mexico? Because the Mexicans don't want all of them in either. Right. Anyhow, yeah, so it had beans in it, and then the dressing was like a spicy Mexican dressing that was also homemade. (laughs) (laughs) Spicy Mexican dressing. Just say you had tequila with a salad. (laughs) (laughs) You call it a spicy Mexican dressing. I mean, it was Greek yogurt, boring, but with some mayo and some, like, taco seasoning and salt and pepper. Right. And uh, some uh, jalapeno bits. Uh, Tonight I'm going to have Taco Bell and tequila, and I'm just going to call that... Mexican salad. Now, so so, how much meat have you cut out during the week? Uh, not that much. When was the last time you had a steak? Well, it's been a while. Has it, eh? Yeah. Wow, good for you. Because you were eating them like eight, nine times a week. <laughs> Four really meals a day and three of them were steak. Well, leftover lunch, you know, <laughs> like a steak sandwich. Um, Warner Brothers made this uh, Coyote vs. Acme movie based on Wile E. Coyote and, of course, his fights with the Roadrunner. And it features John Cena, and they spent $30 million bucks on it. And then after it was completely done and produced, the director, I guess, handed it into Warner Brothers, and they went, nah, we're going to scrap it. Really? We're going to shelve it. I guess they thought it wasn't good enough. I don't know. They've done it before. Batgirl was a $90 million movie that they dumped. I wonder, what, was, it, was it aimed at kids? Why wouldn't know. they just send it straight to streaming, then, if that Something. was the case? Well, maybe there's a tax loophole. If they don't use it, they can write it off as a loss. Oh, okay. There was a movie called Scooby Holiday Haunt. That uh, that they spent $40 million on, and they, they dumped that as well. So it looks like the Roadrunner won again. Um, the Rock says political parties are still asking him to run to be president. Can we stop this? Yeah, forget that. We, we had this experiment. It's like the whole Oprah thing or... Enough. We don't need celebrities as politicians. We need military, lawyers, boring people. Who, if if Canadians were going to do this, because it does seem like we're quite fed up with our leadership choices. I got here. it already. <laughs> Let me finish the question. Okay. Yeah, because you know the right is is not a fan of Trudeau anymore and ready to dump him. Uh, the left is not a fan of Pierre Polyev, uh, and to be honest, the middle. There's a lot of people who aren't a fan of his, yeah. even if they like his politics, not really a fan of his necessarily. Mm-hmm. So if there was a Canadian celebrity that uh, that would be put up into the name or the realm to go for politics, who the hell would that be? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my goodness. It'd have to be, and he'd win hands down. Right. Yeah. Chad from Nickelback. <laughs> no, everybody still hates it. I don't think. I think that hates weaned now. Ah, uh, no, I don't know about oh, that. Really? I think there's 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 still that uh, that pushback on Nickelback. 
You know, like some people are going to say, put Don Cherry in there. And oh, well, yeah, you're far right would be right. that. And that crazy, crazy ideas like that. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. That's right. Uh, oh, this is all you. Today on Amazon, the series premiere of 007 Road to a Million. What's that? It is a, uh, it's a show where nine everyday people travel the world and compete in bond inspired challenges for a chance to win a million pounds. Interesting. Which is about 1.2 million this side of the pond, thereabouts. Uh, Brian Cox from Succession. Yeah. 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 Brian Cox from Succession will host and he'll tell each person who loses to F off. (laughs) Uh, he'll be telling them what to do and where to go. Now you think about bond. And uh, it is some real, you know, there's some real stuff, some real crazy adventure and action. Yeah. But you might be good at, like, sitting at the poker table sipping a dry martini. Well, I could do that. Yeah. Choking down the olive would be the hardest, hardest part for me on that one. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm out. So there's an astronaut, and he's up doing a little spacewalk, as an astronaut is tend to do, and he uh, lost his tool bag Uh during his spacewalk. NASA says you can actually see it using a pair of binoculars. It's reflective enough to see sunlight bouncing off of it. Really? They expect it to burn up in the atmosphere within the next few months. Guy's like, damn, I just bought that thing. (laughs) That's not the kind of thing you can just go to Home Depot and replace. No. I'm sure there's some specialty tools in that tool bag. Right. So, um, Elon Musk's company Neuralink is ready to start testing its computer chip brain implants on humans. Uh, this doesn't sound good. Thousands of people already lining up to be the first guinea pig. Of course they are. I'll pass. This is amazing. These are the same people who wouldn't take the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Morons. <laughs> Oh, it's got a chip in it. That's oh, right. but, oh, but it's okay if Elon puts one in your brain. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're dumb, we're dumb as plywood. Uh, we learned this week, this is interesting, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you got to get a crocodile in the mood. Right. Now, maybe it's attacking you, so you think, well, warm it up a bit and it'll stop nippling uh, on me. Maybe. Do you lean over the edge of the water with a canteen around your neck? Is that the... <laughs> you blow sweet nothings, whisper sweet nothings. Not seen in Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, not good. Ooh. It's a guy actually in Australia. I would have played the audio, but I can't understand a damn word he's saying. <laughs> but this dude, talk about a Crocodile Dundee. He got attacked by a, an alligator or a crocodile, whatever it was. I guess a crocodile. And uh, it was literally taking his leg off. And with his other leg, he kicked it in the face and bit it back. And it let go. Oh. That's a man. No kidding. And his leg is healing up. I think that's what he did. I couldn't understand what the hell he was saying. <laughs> something about a Foster's and yeah. a shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, something like that. So if you want to warm up a crocodile, get it horny. Here's what you do. <laughs> Just in case you don't know. Yes. It's good tips to have. Right. Um, they seem to love the sound of thunder, and they really get turned on by the rain. So the uh, whipping of the blades of helicopters flying over top of them turned them on. Oh. Uh, military choppers in Australia recently flew over a crocodile farm and saw it happen. So they get horny fast. Well, but what are you seeing? Are they just thrashing around, or are you seeing... Um, Croc porn. Bits. I don't know. Get like, excited. I do know that there's some female crocs who are like, oh, damn, here come the coppers again. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Billy's going to want some num-nums. 
So there you go, just so you know. And uh, your phone might be able to accurately tell how drunk you are soon enough. Researchers are working on an app that can tell how much you've had to drink by listening to you read tongue twisters out loud. <laughs> now on. I got my phone and my wife busting my balls. <laughs> you've had too much to drink. You've had too much to drink. Yeah. <laughs> but how the hell, because on a regular basis, some of us can't say she sells seashells. Yeah. Well, you've had a couple of Caesars. Uh, that's true. It's also like when you watch them do the the sobriety test, like we walk in the line or mm-hmm. standing on one foot and counting backwards or whatever. You're yeah. like, I don't think I can do that sober. On the best of days. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, I guess it's a good app to have. A, anything that can keep drunk drivers off the road, I'm, you of know, course. I'm, I'm all that. But I just think it's not an app I'm going to download anytime soon. <laughs> Next year, the uh, action figure will turn 60 years old. What action figure? Uh, the, well, the term action figure. Oh was first coined by Hasbro back in 1964 to market their G.I. Joe figure to boys who refused to play with dolls. So, ah. Yes, the G.I. Joe is also turning 60. It's not a doll. It's an action That's figure. right. Uh, G.I. Joe could now star in movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone since he's 60. Right. Uh, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, he didn't do his own German dubbing for the Terminator movies because his accent is... Pretty rural, it is said, and the studio felt it didn't match the character. Really? Yeah. If you make it to the top of Mount Everest, you'll be standing in both Nepal and China. The border between them goes right through the peak. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'd I'd be able to see it if I flew over it. (laughs) uh, uh, Maybe if a a Sherpa wanted to carry me on his back to the top, but even then, I don't know. No, it seems like a lot of effort. Even climbing to the base camp. Would be a lot of effort. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I was growing up in Brampton, in Chingakuzi Park, there was Mount Chingakuzi. And that was even a lot to, to Is get there really? Oh, yeah. Mount? Mount Chingakuzi. It was the ski hill. It was a pimple. <laughs> I think it was just where they piled up all the garbage. I was going to say. Filled it, covered it with dirt. <laughs> we used to have the Chingawinga Ding Dong. It was like the big, uh, or I'm probably saying it wrong now, Chingawinga Ding Fling, maybe. And it was like the big deal. You know how every small town has their summer fair right. or spring fair? Gotcha. It was the big, like you primed for it. As a young teenager, like all the Bramley ladies are going to be here. <laughs> going to really get my leather jacket popping, the hair flowing, get that cigarette dangling. Oh, yeah. Uh, Crayola has crayons called Carnation Pink, Piggy Pink, uh-huh. Pink Sherbert, Pink Flamingo. Tickle me pink. But they just don't have any regular old pink. Right. They got all yeah. these other pinks. They always had a lot of weird color names in mm-hmm. there, too. They couldn't figure out what the hell they were. Qatar Airlines, for some reason, has a strict policy for Falcons on their planes. Only allowed six. You, like one person could take six Falcons? No, only six are allowed and only one Falcon per passenger. Oh. So you're, if you were, if you were the seventh, with your falcon in your hand, right? You're hooped. Sorry, no flight for you're you. On the next one, yeah. Is falconry a big thing in Qatar? What is the name of the animals people need? Not sympathy uh, animals, but that's right. Whatever they're that's, called. That's your support Emotional animal. Emotional support, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a falcon because you know it'll rip the eyes out of the person sitting next to you if you they bother you. <laughs> you gonna finish that chicken? <laughs> I wouldn't be eating next to that. No, there's no road that connects North America and South America. There's just a, a swamp, about a 100-mile-long swamp in Panama, and a 
northern and in northern Colombia that breaks up the Pan American Highway. So, so you, you can't drive down there. No, it's not like driving on the East Coast there from one island to the other. With the, oh, yeah, can't drive from South America to uh, to North America. I did not know that. Somebody said the other day, and it made perfect sense. You know, when Trump was going on about putting the border up uh, in Mexico. The wall? It's not Mexicans coming. It's everybody else from, like, Venezuela. Right. So put it at the bottom of Mexico. <laughs> the Mexicans might have built it then because they don't want these people coming through either. True. Made perfect sense. The entire first season of Cheers took place at a bar. They didn't have a scene anywhere else until Diane's apartment in the first episode of season two. Yeah, come to think of it, I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched any Cheers. I don't know if I, I remember any scene other than... The main bar. They ended up going upstairs to that fancy fish restaurant quite a bit. Was there a back room as well? Uh, there was a pool room in the bar. Right. Yeah. But then they went to Sam's apartment and they were at uh, Diane's apartment. Then there was an office in the back of the bar too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was uh, a few scenes in, um, what's her name, the waitress, uh, her house. She bought a house. So they moved around. As the years rolled on, right. they had more... Uh, Finances. Then there was a fancy resort that Sam and Diane used to go to. Really? For a getaway. Oh, I've seen it all. Well, you've seen it recently. I have. <laughs> I'm halfway through Kings of Queens right now. Oh, that was a funny show. That's a good one. The uh, two countries outside of America where Schindler's List had the biggest box office were Germany and Japan. Really? Germany, I could see. Yes, definitely so. Japan seems odd. You were making out Schindler's List. <laughs> We all see uh, Viking films. We've seen Vikings. And they all have the same thing. They're wearing helmets with horns. But they didn't wear helmets with horns. It came from a performance of an opera called The Ring in 1876. The costume designer made horned helmets for the Vikings in the show, and the image just stuck. Really? Yeah. Does the uh, Royal Order of Water Buffalo still wear the fuzzy hat with the horns coming out? Is that the Flintstones? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. I forgot about that. The late fashion designer Kate Spade was David Spade's sister-in-law. Yes, I knew that, yeah. actually. Uh, before Kurt Vonnegut, and I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, before he was a serious or famous author, he wrote at Sports Illustrated, but he got fired quickly when he was supposed to write an article about a racehorse that escaped, and he only wrote one sentence. The horse jumped over the effing fence. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Told the whole story. Yeah. What else do you need to know? And the uh, highest grossing indie film of all time is The Passion of the Christ. Oh. I guess it was. That was an indie film? Well, Mel Gibson, I think, put all the money up and directed it. And so I guess it wasn't put out by a studio. Right. Did you ever see? There's two. There was The Last Temptation of Christ. Gotcha. Yes. That was, uh, years and that was probably in the 80s where you see Jesus as more as a human guy. Yeah. Which one was Jim Caviezel? Uh, that was the passion of the Christ. All right, gotcha. Did you see that one? I think so. Yeah, I saw it once in the theater. I went uh, like for a matinee with a guy I was working with at the time because it was such a big deal. It was all anybody could talk about. The so, controversy of it yeah, all. Yeah, the whole thing. And so we uh, we went to see it so we could talk about it on the air. And we went to the matinee, and the theater was just full of very old, very religious women. It seemed like it was certainly like it was a church outing that day to go see this movie. And it was quite long. And, uh, and so we get into the theater, we sit down, and now it's nearing the end when Mother Mary is walking along her, with her son as he's, 
carrying that cross and he's going to his crucifixion and she's crying and Mary Magdalene's there as well. He liked himself a Mary. Anyhow, he, he's uh, he's going up the, the hill there and they're torturing him and he's in such pain and agony dragging this cross and everybody in the theater is in tears and then right in the middle of this very emotional moment, my cell phone rings with this ringtone. The Hockey Night and theme, Hockey Night in Canada theme song on yeah, my phone. No doubt. I think it must have been just like probably put on the phone, you know, as the go-to ringtone. And the problem is, it was in my coat, so I couldn't get to it. So it did this like three times. <laughs> All those women wanted to crucify oh. me. <laughs> Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety-four nine, The Rock.